Hello and welcome to another episode of the Jordan High 2004 podcast. This is Steve. And this is Gonzo. Gonzo. Steve. <laughs> Every time. How you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I've had a fun, we had a fun Sunday today. Yeah, what'd you do? We went to, um, what's it called? Um, Spanish Oaks Reservoir. Um, it was super fun. So, like, I wasn't keeping the Sabbath day holy. So, I guess going to the reservoir on Sunday. But it was still cool. <laughs> that sounds pretty holy. If you guys listened to Debbie's last week, it's like, me too, Debbie. I'm like, oh, I'm lax. <laughs> well, I was, yeah. I, I'm there with you. Like, I joke about, like, you see somebody at the grocery store and it's like, oh, that, yeah, whatever. I yeah. didn't see you. You didn't see me. When you ran into Debbie at Costco... Was it on Sunday? I wish. No. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. That would have been funny. <laughs> but the reservoir was fun? Yeah, it was fun. So we should go. Okay. I wanted to ask you, um, does my beard look any different? You know, I, I Tell noticed... Tell the truth. <laughs> I noticed that you've been growing it. Ah, no, no, sorry. I mean... No. No. Sorry. <laughs> I put that stuff on. I wanted on. to be so honest. I followed the instructions exactly as they say. I think it might be snake oil, dude. I'm going to write them a really strongly worded email. Maybe you'll get your money back. Oh, and you get sure to will. keep that sweet uh, beard comb. Yeah, I'm going to send it back without the beard comb. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I've been doing it and it's just, it is what it is. Whatever. Yeah, it's like. I got this awesome neck beard, though. You've so. always had a full neck. Um, I think, yeah, you just can't be genetics. But look at it. Look at it on the positive side. You may not have a full beard. But you're back hairless. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gonzo always with the silver lining. <laughs> because I feel like, okay, so today we have Amanda Larson. But I'm going to tell the story about my mission. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Elder Groneman, I know you don't listen, but he had like a, nut, a super like filled in, super thick beard. But then at the same thing, it's like usually a big, thick beard comes with a ton of body hair too. So you like have a nice beard, you can shape it, trim it, beautiful. But then you'll also have like the, all this other hair that you need to manage. Like Elder Groneman, his back was like like super hairy, his chest hairy, and his legs and butt were like... <laughs> As the hair on my head, on top of my head, that's how hairy his butt was, like his cheeks. <laughs> he just pulled down like one side, like just let you peek at it, and it's like boom. That's uh, hilarious. So it was just like that elder. He just elder Groneman, just like so. He he's not as evolved as some of us other humans. I he's I know. Still... Well, so the the joke was that like he was. Almost like a goat man from, from like Narnia, <laughs> like Narnia. and stuff. Yeah. Cause like his, he was so hairy. So silver lining, like, cause I have the same thing. I have like maybe one cheek comes in good, but then the other cheek has like a whole bunch of patchy holes in it. Like whatever. I'm just never going to be a beard guy. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll have you take a picture of me right now and then <laughs> post it. Like, Here's my crappy yeah. beard. But at least like your rest, the rest of your body is not that hairy. I do have that going for me. Thanks, Gonzo. That makes me feel better. Uh, you're welcome, Steve. <laughs>
So before we go to Amanda, this is another this is another Gus like uh, Gus sent her a message and it's like, hey, I'd I'd love to hear from you on on the podcast. And then Amanda sent us an email and we have her on today. Uh, I really appreciate all those people that respond to those Gus messages and yeah, reach out too. to us. So if any of you have had that that burning in your bosom, like ah, I feel like I should, I kind of want to be on, but I don't know. Definitely, you should be on. Yeah. And I have awesome, like, just fun memories with Amanda. Um, so, no beef from me. No, she was always fun. So, I'm really looking forward to it. All right. Here's our conversation with Amanda Larson. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks. Or BB, as we called you in high school. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was so going to bring that up. <laughs> For big boots. Because of big all boots. those those big boots you wore that one time <laughs> oh yeah 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 because i like to wear tall shoes yes mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah that, that that was the good stuff that and j-string i don't know if you remember her but that was the other one that you gave a nickname to so i was bb and we had j-string she was a underclassman i don't remember that <laughs> I do. So. <laughs> Gosh, well, it's really good to see you. Oh, it's good to see you guys. Well, can you... Catch, yeah, catch us up. What have you been up to? What's been going on in the last 17 years? Oh, well, I've been a medical assistant. I got that in high school, my senior year of high school. And I've been working with the University of Utah since then. So I've been with the University of Utah for 17 years, working a few different clinics and actually did computer training for a year, like trained the computer system itself, and then decided that I like patients too much and went back to patient care. And yeah, so I'm in the South Jordan Clinic now. And then I have three kiddos. What? 17 years with a U? You yeah. should have, like, do you have, like, five weeks vacation? <laughs> well, I, it was funny because we've looked this up recently, and it's like, oh, hey, you know, I get a half a week off every single month that I could oh, take. Wow. And I'm just like, okay, I'm building that up. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> like, all of a sudden, you, like, drop in and be like... I will take the next year off paid. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm just like, hey, you know what? My docs aren't in this this three weeks. I am actually taking off the next two weeks. And well, in August, I'm actually going to take off two weeks and I don't have any plans. I'm just going to hang out with my kids. And yeah. But sorry, I cut you off. You were telling us you have three kids. Yeah. So I have three kids, Uh, my son, Kyle, he's 12, and then my daughter, Lily, is eight, and Izzy is five. That's fun. And Izzy looks just like me and acts just like me, so um, we have a mini BB on our hand. Watch out. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us a little bit about yourself in high school. Oh, well, I've still the same old person it's kind of funny because i've like how i see myself then is how i see myself now a lot so 
I love to laugh. I love to make people smile. It's my biggest like challenge in the world to make a patient smile or to make a person smile. It just brings me so much joy. So like that's kind of one of my biggest things is just to, I don't know, be a friend to anyone. My mom said when I was young that I would make friends with anyone that breathes. And so I'm like, hey, if you can breathe, I can play with you. Okay, let's go play. Um, But I didn't have like super, like a bunch of close friends. Like I knew a bunch of you guys and track was my big thing in high school. Loved track because there was, for me, no pressure because I was no good at it. But I stuck with it. And I cheered everyone on because that's me, because I wanted like everyone else to succeed more than I wanted me to succeed. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of my thing. I, I'm a big people pleaser. And I found that out and recognized that in high school um, that I did not want to let anyone down. And for that, like, I was scared to speak up to anyone. Like, as in, someone said, well, you should do it this way. And I disagree with them, but I'm like, okay, I'll just go do it that way. So. Where do you think that came from? Just that, that strong desire to please people? I, I feel like I just always had this thing in me where it was like, I want to make other people happy. And if they're telling me what they want, then I'll just do it for them. So then I can make sure that they're, they are happy. So, yeah. And I learned like in sixth grade, we had a teacher that I had a big incident with that I actually ended up having to be pulled out of her class because she was yelling at me so much and I just wouldn't say anything back. And so then. Because she was yelling at me, I was scared of her. But I wouldn't dare say, like, I didn't want to bring in, like, any other authority figures to tattle on her. Because then she would just do it more. And so I was just like, hey, you know what? If this is what she wants, I'm just going to let her yell. Man. But. That had to be scary for, a, like, a sixth grader, just having your your teacher just yelling at you and not knowing really what to do. Yeah. She was that. yelling at me for like through my class period. It was like the end of my class period. And then into the next class, she continued to just yell at me and people were like filing in. Like, why is she yelling at her? Oh my gosh. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, sixth yeah. Grade, come on. <laughs> Great beef. Here we go. Yeah. It's old beef. What was her it's, name? it's like jerky. It's jerky at that time. It is so old. old it's dehydrated. <laughs> did you ever find yourself, and maybe this, I don't know if this is like too personal, but did you ever find yourself getting into situations where it's like because of that desire to please people, it kind of blew up in your face or got in trouble with it a little bit? Like, I can't think of anything in particular, but I'm sure it did. I've learned lots of lessons of like, I can't think of like specific ones, but it's more of like, hey, I've actually learned to speak up for myself 
it's been something and that was what I was going to kind of mention about how I've changed is that I've learned that I have to speak up for myself. And that's even changed within this past two years. I got divorced because I finally spoke up and was like, I am, you know, my way, not necessarily my way or the highway, but this is what needs to be done. And if you're not in on it, we're done. So I finally, you know, I want to say grew the balls, but. <laughs> Found your voice. Yeah. Grew the yeah. ovaries. It's... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot to be a woman. Come on. You know, who needs balls? It's the ovaries. <laughs> yeah. No argument here. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I've even had to learn, like, with the doctors that I work with, they're like, okay, I need this, this is this. And I'm like, hold up here. I have these three other things that I need to do. Which one do you want me to do first? And so I've had to learn to speak up. And not only for me, but for my patients. It's like, hey, doc, I can't do that right now. I'm working on this with this other patient. And then I'll get to you. That's awesome. Like even last week, last week I had to tell that to a doctor. He's like, okay, I need you in this room and go room that patient. I said, I am one person. I cannot do both. Which one do you want me to do? And so I actually, you know, standing up to doctors, some people would be like, oh, that's crazy. It's hard. Doctors have that ego. But I've learned that they're just people. Mm-hmm. Put them in their place. Right, Steve? <laughs> if anyone Doc, that works Doc, for me is listening, people. don't listen to what she's saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. None, none of your staff members don't don't listen to this. I'm not going to recommend this episode for them. <laughs> just skip this one. <laughs> I, I love that you say that, that they are people. And like people in those positions, some of them can be huge a-holes. Like I think a lot of dentists are a-holes. But um, a lot of them are. Like we're just people. And sometimes we don't even realize. You see so much. And... I know like as a dentist and as your doctors, like we could not do what we do without you. And I know tons mm-hmm. of patients have like this, they call it white coat syndrome where it's like, when I'm going to the doctor, I'm not there cause I'm like perfectly healthy and I'm happy to be there. It's like, I'm either just in for my annual checkup or I got like this thing that hurts or this thing's growing and looks kind of weird or whatever it may be. And I don't want to be there. And the same thing at the dentist. And so I always give people a lot of grace, but People are very rarely very mean to me as as the dentist, but you guys like I the things that I hear, it just blows my mind what patients will say to the the, the medical assistants or the dental assistants or the front staff, and you take a lot. And so we we couldn't do anything that we do without you. You guys make the business go, for sure. Yeah, I've, I'm lucky enough that I work with. Um, just a couple of providers now. I'm well, I'm up to four now. And I basically run the endocrinology clinic. So that's like diabetes, thyroid, hormones, those types of things. So I'm the only MA in that clinic that's hired for that specific thing with these four different doctors. So luckily enough, they recognize and they're like, you know what, Amanda, if someone tells you like, 
something bad, they're being disrespectful to you, just tell me and I will go in and yell at them for you. And I'm like, yep, okay, cool. So I'm lucky in that way that my, my docs are really good at recognizing that we're a team. They're not any better than I am because I put in just as much work as they do. Yeah. I get paid for the leg work. They get paid for the brain. Oh, that's great that they recognize your value and, and tell you. Like sometimes I mm-hmm. think we can recognize it, but I'm glad that they let you know how much they appreciate you and respect you. Yeah. All right. So you're saying you're still like as a kid, you were friendly and a people pleaser. Um, and you're still in a way a people pleaser is what you're saying, but you've learned to speak up. You've learned to stand up for yourself. Mm-hmm. What else has changed? What, or what have you learned in the last um, 17 years? So that's my biggest thing that I've learned, like as in, in a way, personality wise. Of course, I love to learn. So I'm always trying to pick up things. I've been like basically just self-taught a lot of, of my medical knowledge. Yes, I learned, you know, my medical assisting, but like my providers say, oh, yeah, you know, if you know the answer to the question the patient is asking, I trust you to do this because you ask me the questions and I, you know, I can do that. But I think some of my biggest things is to learn to take care of myself. I think it was Teresa that was saying about like how she has to do that daily mantra of like positive affirmations, which I have really latched onto and trying even harder on that. So then if I take care of myself, then I can take care of others. I'm still stuck on that whole airplane. You know, I put the mask on first and then help others. I still want to put it on others before I'm putting it on myself. So it's still in that learning process that I have to take care of myself. And so, yeah, hope that really answers your question. Yeah, That's- yeah. No, it does. I Like hearing what you're saying of when you were younger, you were a people pleaser. And if someone told you how to do something, even if you might have wanted to do it a different way, you wouldn't speak up. And now you have learned, hey, I, I'm only one person. I can't do three things at one time, which it, gaining that voice so at work, but then also recognizing the value of I have to take care of myself. Like to to be able to take care of people, you're able to present your best self by taking care of yourself. And so finding right. finding the value in that. And I think that's super important. I'm glad that you're doing that. And I hope everyone listening hears you and hopefully takes your advice to do the same thing. Yeah. The big thing that I've learned in the past three years in in that sense is that I am actually a sugar addict. So I purely am addicted to sugar and how many things sugar is in. And everyone, like, it sounds hilarious. Like, but I will full on abstain from sugar and I will get headaches, like withdrawal headaches from it. When I do eat sugar, I feel lousy. My mental, I have mental fog, but I just like, it tastes so good. I want sugar, 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 you know, give, give me the apple pie, please. I'll have all of that. Thank you. But, you know, it's just in the simple things of like, okay, tonight and today, 
actually all today I meal prepped so then I can be ready, not give in to the sugar cravings and as crazy as it is, be abstinent. Like I feel like I'm an alcoholic or a drug addict when sugar is around. And I've learned how that I have to be like completely away from it in order to be my best self, to feel healthy, to feel energized, to want to be around my kids, not be a cranky mom. Okay. If, yeah, if I'm, and I say on my drug, which is sugar, then I feel like my anxiety is worse. I'm more short tempered. That's hard because, and it's hard at work. Um, at least for me, there are always yeah. like donuts or chocolates or something that someone brought or there's always treats. So I, it, it is hard because like, if you're, if you're not focused on like no sugar, you're going to just like swing by, you're like filling up your water and be like, oh, I'll grab a chocolate donut or something. And it's, I don't know, oh, yeah. it's so bad for you. I'm, I have been trying to like yeah. cut a ton back. And it's hard because it's like people, it's it, yeah, and it's people delicious. throw like sugar at you all the time. Be like, you hey, have this cookie, you have this like donut, have all this stuff. And, like, oh. and you can't just eat yeah. one. And- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. You gotta eat all the donuts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's still more donuts left. Okay, that's, I'll take well, that's the problem is because you're get you're there like eight or ten hours. You had it's like oh I'm just gonna cut this donut in half like in the morning. By the end of the day, you had like three or four. <laughs> It is exactly that. And it's even worse in healthcare. I, I swear it is because people are like, oh, hey, you know, let's go get some coffee. And they're like, okay, oh, wait, you don't drink coffee. Here, have a donut. Oh, you know what? You guys have been doing such a great job. You've met these goals. Here, we're having okay. a donut party. Literally, one of our goals right now is to get a certain, you know, like a questionnaire and a certain people, amount of people doing the questionnaire. And a donut or a cookie is the only rewards. And so I'm just sitting there like, okay, cool. You I guess no one's doing job. the questionnaire. You got to get a suggestion box and put like, I don't know, carrots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> or like Exactly, and that's what I have to do. Mm-hmm. They'll get a big old cake for people's birthdays and you're like eating that for two days because they have like no one finished it that first day and then it's like a little extra slice the next morning. Right, man. You throw that straight in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We all get yep, it. That's... We're all speaking the same language right yeah. now. <laughs> that's hard. So yeah. um, do we have any beef? I've been trying to think about this for so long since like the first episode. I literally cannot think of any beef that I have with anyone that that we went to high school with. That's so nice. I'm lame like that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, maybe it's just because I was thinking of the positive things of people, but not even beef with Gus. Maybe because I gave in. No, I think I broke up with him, so we're good. Oh, <laughs> he's got beef with you. <laughs> so maybe Gus has beef with me. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, man, that's 
I wanted to ask you, um, you know, because you're doing this this MA thing and you've been doing it for years and years. What are what are some of your passions? What are things that you're passionate about now? Right now, in my MA, I have become really passionate about diabetes care, and like, and along with that comes weight issues. So many diabetics that I see come along, it's like the type 2 diabetes that they just haven't been taking care of themselves for so long that, you know, they need the help now. So that's my big passion. And like I said earlier, it's like trying to make people smile. You know, diabetes is a hard thing to do. You have to literally worry about your diabetes almost every moment of the day, at least three to five times a day, every time that you're eating, anytime that you you know pick something up to drink, that people are worrying about this. So if I can help kind of ease their mind a little bit, that's kind of my, my big thing. That's awesome. And I, so, I, you know, working with endocrinology, you see it like you're right in the thick of it. You don't, it's not like something you kind of hear about or just kind of see in passing. It's like you see people coming in with problems and a lot of them are preventable. A lot of them that if, yeah. you know, and, like our age, we're all 35 and it's like, we're not getting younger. And I loved like John Prue's episode where he's like, I have IBS. I take this little pill and it makes it, it's like <laughs> all of us are getting older and we are starting to have like little health things come up and like no better time than now to kind of right the ship and do what you can so we can have a longer, healthier life. Right. Exactly. And I love helping patients like learn. So many people are health illiterate and it's not their fault at all. You know, they're like, we had the diabetic, a uh, guy that was diabetic for, oh, so we had a diabetic for, he's been diabetic for like 10 years. And he's like, what's a carb? And I'm like, what do you mean? You don't Delicious. know what a carb is. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, let's work on this. So, you know, just helping people like light bulb moments are another passion, you know, just like if I can get that little help for you you're like lady like she's like well i don't know what to do with you know meal planning and i'm like oh well these are my three things you know that i like to do and she's like oh wow i could actually do those things and i'm like you know it sucks because you have to actually put the thought into it but it's doable yeah you have to make it achievable not just something that's like i'm never gonna do yeah. that but it's like oh i can actually see myself eating that every every day or very often just like lifestyle changes right yeah but it's it's simple like you got you know you can't change your entire life right now you have to like just because you have diabetes doesn't mean that you can never look at a car or you know look at a donut again it's literally like how are you going to fit this into your lifestyle what can we do like one little change for the next month can you just try and do a little bit more like walk for five more minutes. Can you try and add that in? Just go for a 10 minute walk after you eat. Can you add that in? But so, I do feel like good. we should kind of treat sugar like we're allergic to it. You know, it's just like you can eat it, but like 
it might make you sick. <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. a, I feel like it's so bad for you. There, There is, I don't know, there's zero benefits to sugar, probably. That sugar, like. Yeah, like I mean, granulo. Like the gran- added, added sugars. Yeah, yes. added sugar, exactly. There's like natural sugars in fruit and things like that that are. And there's like oh, complex yeah. carbs. There's things that are good for you, but yeah, yeah. just sweet, sweet, delicious desserts. <laughs> Not necessary. Well, and it's been funny on my journey trying to find things like hash browns. Frozen hash browns have added sugar in them. You know, so it's like we just, I don't know. This is this is my little soapbox. It's health stuff and, you know, diabetes and sugar and taking care of yourself. Well, I mean, here comes conspiracy conspiracy theories, but big sugar. You know, in the in the seventies, eighties, and nineties, the the education around health was like saturated fats are bad, and don't even worry mm-hmm. about sugars. We'll Eat as many throw, breads as you want. Yeah, we're just gonna throw sugar and everything. And well, it's because they they would add sugar, so then so they would take out the fat, and to make things still taste good, they would add sugar in. Yeah, but that was that came from like sponsored studies by like sugar, you know, sugar cane factories and sugar, um, sugar corporations. So it's like, they're to blame for, I mean, obviously we choose what we eat, but the, when the choices are narrowed to like, here are 99 things that are bad for you. And maybe this one thing is good for you. It's just like, how can you blame? It's, it's kind of rigged to like now have our society and the percentage of people that have type two diabetes. So it's like, it's messed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we were talking, so <laughs> like, I'd say the, the dentist in me, 100% agrees to cut your sugar. <laughs> yeah. So it, <laughs> and that's one of those things that like, we were talking with um, Debbie Perkins about, she's a teacher. Mm-hmm. It's like, I remember I asked her, it's like, what would you add to like curriculum? I feel like we need to add more education on like, health and like healthy choices and when it comes around like eating what kind of exercises are good and things like that i feel like we're still illiterate when it comes to like health and eating um we're taking and there's so much like misinformation and there's a lot of like 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 you brought up and then you brought up like fats like fats are good for you your body needs fats wants fats and for years and years, it was like, we want non-fat everything. And it's like, people aren't getting fat and have fatty liver because of eating fats. It's because their glycogen storage is so full that it's now turning all the glucose into car- like into fat. And it's just, yeah. our bodies are amazing. And they're going to save as much energy as they can. If you keep stuffing yourself with potato chips, it's going to be like, okay. Going to convert it into fat and save that energy for later just in case your body needs it. And mm-hmm. it's just... It's, I don't know, it's tough because it really is in everything. And food tastes so good, but it's also so addictive that it, it's a daily yeah. battle. Crazy. Yeah, I have a doc that actually says, with some of the diabetics in a joking way, of course, he says, if it tastes good, then spit it out. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, also like, okay, go to the pet food store and ask him what the rabbit eats. And eat nothing but that. 
there's your diabetic diet. Of course, it's just a big old joke, but mm-hmm. it, it kind of feels that way because it's like, hey, those are the good stuff. Yep. Crazy. But I get, I'm actually going to be going, starting nursing school. So I get to be one of those old ladies in the class. Um, but I'll be starting actually in about a month and a half. That's awesome. But, so, you guys were saying that, you know, like Gonzo, you were saying that you felt old for graduating last year. And hey, I'm going to be even older. So sorry. <laughs> I could be the super old lady. I know when I was talking about my kids in class, it was little kids. When you're talking about your kids in class, you'd be talking about teenagers. <laughs> I exactly. Well, it's scary because my You'll son find a girl is that, twelve. You, you'd be so great for my son. <laughs> 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 I know, but I get your point. It depends how long is nursing nursing school? Like eight years. Eight years. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm doing a master's program, so it's going to be three years. And I was like, dude, my son's going to be 15 by the time that I graduate. He's going to be in high school, dude. Nice. I'm in trouble. <laughs> you better learn. Pay pay good attention on that uh, that teenage boy rotation. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well good for you that's really awesome that you're going to be starting in a month and a half yeah yeah decided that it's you know finally time for me to actually you know move on in the medical world and you can't really move up in the medical world without a degree so it has to be done man that's exciting but you've got so much experience you'll you'll do awesome and, and that's what, you know, a lot of my docs say. They're like, you've been learning so much here in clinic that it's going to be easier in school. And I'm like, yeah, it better be. I've got three kids that are all playing soccer, like on competition teams. And so if I'm not at work, I'm running them to soccer practices and games. So school better be easy. Will you be? I don't have time to study. Yeah. Will you be like, will you be working and doing school and doing that? Or are you going to like quit and just do school full time or? No, I'm going to be working full-time, being a mom, and school full-time. The lucky thing is is that all of the coursework is online. so That's nice. I don't actually have to show up in class. I just have to do all the stuff online. I just have to do, like, pass-offs. Like, you can't really pass off, like, how to place an IV online. So I have to go in and do that. Yeah, but you can do all the rest of it at home. Yeah, you know... Just, you know, we'll do this all virtually. I'll just get, you know, (laughs) someone in the back room. I'll place an IV. You can see my video and I'll go back to work. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Good for you. Is there anything that you want to share? Like any any other thing that we didn't get to talk about? Funny memories or anything? Let's see. We already mentioned BB. That was my big one. (laughs) yeah i was gonna say my two big loves right now are soccer and i go to like all of the real salt lake games and then also to promote something um my friends have well had a daughter that went through leukemia as a kid and they actually started a foundation it's called millie's princess foundation and what they do is they 
give kids the opportunity to have, as they say, a day away from cancer. So we do like a 5K run where there's a bunch of like princesses, superheroes, uh, Star Wars characters that all come. And if you want to do the 5K, you're more than welcome to. If you don't do the 5K, no one cares. Um, but they are like bounce houses. And so then they sponsored the, you know, mostly two kids and give all the money that they raise to their families because cancer battles is expensive. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. That's awesome. And tell me it was tell me one more time the name. It's Millie's Princess Foundation. So M I L L I E S. Okay, awesome. Do they have a website or something? You know, I'm not exactly sure. I know that they're on Facebook though. Okay, cool. And maybe I'll look it up, but if not, would you send me a link and I'll I'll link it um yeah. When we post the episode. Yes, I will. I think that's a great thing. I think it's a great thing to raise awareness because it's so hard to see some of these kids and what they go through. And I know it's a big struggle for the whole family. Yeah. Like we sure. have like one of our scout leaders growing up, just like his kid went through all that and he just barely graduated from high school. But just seeing how just it was so hard on the family and the things that they were going through, I my heart goes out to any family that has a kid going through that. And that kid just, you know, kids are just amazing. They have just strong spirits and strong wills that they go through these hard things. And they, even though they're in pain, even though they're tired, they just tend to just be happy through it all somehow a lot of the time. And so I think that's a great thing to bring awareness to. Yeah. Well, and just even the cost, you know, the insurances will pick up a lot of the cost. Well, I shouldn't say a lot, but they'll pick out a certain amount of cost. And then these families are stuck with the rest. Mm -hmm. yeah. But then it's hard to be able to work full time when your kid's in the hospital. Or, hey, you know what? COVID hit and all of a sudden my kid has, you know, cancer and I shouldn't be going into work because I don't want to bring it back to them. Yeah. Or like if they have a sibling okay, now all of a sudden the siblings push off to the side because of the sick kid. Yeah. So then it helps the entire family, not just the kid with cancer. It just gives the entire family like a day away from thinking about cancer and cancer treatment. That's such a great thing. We'll, we'll make the link for sure. Yeah. Wait. Well, Amanda... Do you guys have beef with me? You never said if you have beef with me. I don't have any beef with you. I I just remember you being super nice and friendly and really cool. So no no beef here. No, I <laughs> I remember like you brought up like doing track and I I loved those years of track and I think that it was just fun because like all the people that did it the whole time through in high school, I I feel like we just had like this awesome camaraderie like this little group that's like they were we went to every meet together we were together every day. And uh, mm -hmm. I just, I, you bringing that up just made me f remember like how fun that really was just to every day, that last part of the school year, just getting to hang out and yeah. sit on our bus, go to track meets and then wait for that four by four to be over so we can go home. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just, yeah. What are you talking about? I had to move the hurdles. <laughs> it was never done. <laughs> well, for like the away meets, you know. 
Oh, oh okay. Yeah, that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I remember the hurdles. Gosh. Do you oh, still... yeah. Well, it, I only ran the 100 hurdles, and then I would move the hurdles to the 300 spots. But by the time that I had moved all of them, it was time for the 300 race, so I would never run the 300 race. Or 400. I guess it's 300. Yeah, 300 for mm-hmm. the hurdles. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's why I like obstacle races. That has to be. No, I, I, you know, I, I got to <laughs> do the obstacle races, you know, like the, those 5Ks. So then I can just sit there and do the hurdles, you know. Running in circles or circle. just running in straight lines <laughs> is boring. You got to you gotta add some sort of obstacle in it. And it was a hurdle. So you're not going to be joining us uh, in that half marathon? Um, no, no, <laughs> I, I, I will, I could be there at the finish line. I will cheer you guys on. I, yeah, we, we want to do like a barbecue and have people get together. So you should come for that. I, I would definitely come for that. Okay. And you guys are welcome to join the obstacle race that I'm doing in September too. I'm strongly considering <laughs> it. Yes. <laughs> we'll see if my knees need- still hurt <laughs> after our race. <laughs> <laughs> if 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 it is, I know a great doctor for that. Okay, perfect. I'll hit you up. <laughs> Gosh, well, Amanda, it's it's great to see you and catch up with you, and thank you for taking the time to to just fill us in on how you've been doing. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Thanks oh. for doing this. Like every time that I listen to the podcast, I feel like it's a therapy session for me. So. Oh, cool. <laughs> nice. We are not licensed or anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everything that you hear on this show uh, is... Yeah. Take with a grain of salt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please seek counsel from a, a lawyer and uh, other advisor. <laughs> exactly. But see, it's all about the laughs. You know, we can we can talk serious, talk serious, and then laugh. So that's the therapy right there. Oh, cool. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm glad you listened. It's good to see you, and uh, let's uh, let's not be strangers. No, let's hang out. I'll, I'll be there at the finish line. I'll, I'll figure out some way or another to, you know, cheer you guys on, yell loud. Who oh, knows? Even better. We'll we'll try to make it to the finish line, so that way it's not all in vain. Thanks, Amanda. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Okay. Good night, Have a Good night. Good night. So Gonzo, you just finished talking to Amanda. What are your thoughts? Uh, it was good. I, I mean, it's really cool to see. She really, she said like, I'm, I'm the same or I'm like close to the same. I can see that. It, it was like talking to high school Amanda. Uh, that was great. It's cool to see that she's learning to stand up for herself. I didn't want to, I don't know, I didn't want to push her, like, to give us some deets on on her divorce. I don't know if, how comfortable she was with that. Um, so I don't, I don't know, I don't regret pushing on it because it felt like, I don't know, I feel like she shared what she was comfortable with. I'm happy to see that she's, like, pushing forward to to achieve more, like, going to nursing school, trying to take care of herself and saying, like, you know, learning to stand up and and, and say when when something is impossible or when, or something that's like a deal breaker for her, you know, that's kind of what she was talking about with, um, with her ex-husband, like 
like these things are really important and I need to, I need to have these things. So either, you know, get on the bus or, or this is your stop. You like know? having the courage to, to stick to that and go yeah. through. It's like, I need this for whatever reason. And no. Okay. Then that part, part ways. Yeah. I, I thought it was great. I thought those same kind of things, how she, I love how she said that she was a people pleaser when she was younger. And it's interesting to see, and I, I don't know if there's any ever a way to see stats on this kind of stuff, but how many people go into some sort of field as an adult where they get to be like that people pleaser. And like she said, she loves to have people come in and she loves to make them laugh and make, make them, them smile. smile. Yeah. And I, I love that. Um, and maybe I, that really stood out to me because I try to do the same thing at my office. Like people, people are like in a way bad mood when they come to the dentist and they're usually calling because they're, they're in pain. If you're, you're yeah. going in for a six month cleaning or they're coming in because they have a cavity or something hurts or something's broken and they're grumpy. And so I, my goal is just to, I don't know. I love my assistant, Sydney. She's awesome. And we just joke about crap. Like we just, we joke around, but we try to make patients feel comfortable. And I can see how Amanda does that same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And she spoke very warmly about that. that her goal is to like make people feel comfortable when they're coming to see their doctor. Yeah, she's super extroverted, and that is that's a benefit for someone like that because she can get like a conversation out of someone. She can make them. She can. She's chatty and uh, friendly. So it's it's one of those things that it will put people at ease and make them feel comfortable in some sometimes an uncomfortable situation. So I don't know. Yeah, that that is interesting. And you guys do a good job. You and your assistants are. You know, what, a couple of weeks ago I went in for my for my six months, and you guys did great. So. Are we gonna like doc out? Are we gonna document your whole process? Yeah, let's do it. I mean, whatever. It's like you want to take a picture of my mouth with your phone and post it. Because <laughs> <laughs> we can do that. Well, yeah. I, I what I think we'll do is I'm gonna post like every step of the journey, so people that don't know, hey, everybody out there, like if you're missing teeth or as we get older, if teeth, you know, that you've had root canals fail and fall out, like a very common thing is implants. And we're going to do one for Gonzo um, as long as everything works out and we'll just document every part of it so people can learn. So this goes back to like health education. So in your way, you don't drink water. We're like, unless you're maybe like playing soccer, then you're going to drink water. If any, if not, it's like Coke. So me growing up, it's like only Coke is all I was drinking. And I don't know. I think that probably has to, and maybe genetics as well, have to do with like tooth decay with me. It's, it can come quickly. And I don't think they have, they don't have fluoride in the water either. So now um, I had a whole bunch of extractions when I was a kid, like of molars taken out and mo. Maybe that's also like South American dental like practice that maybe I needed a root canal or something and they could have saved that tooth, but it was just like maybe like oh we're just gonna pull these out or whatever. So now I have a gap in there and I want to get it fixed and Steve's gonna make it happen. Yeah, I think it's just it's a really cool thing to do to be able to just replace it and it, it makes a huge difference as you get older. Like teeth move around, things happen and. Once one tooth breaks, it's super easy for the teeth next to them to start breaking, and it just, it's just a domino effect. And that was the problem. It was so in the hole that I had, 
the gum was receding on both sides and it was exposing the root. So if like any air got back there, it hurt. Like, so I, I don't know. I want to get all, I don't know. I, I don't want to get older and it become a bigger problem. So I want to take care of it while it's like, well, I still can. And it's not going to be a huge deal. Yeah. So. so we'll, we'll document it. We'll show people what's up. Cool. Yeah. So great episode. I was happy to hear from Amanda and hear how she's, she's doing and really looking forward to to hopefully catching up with her some more yeah yeah amanda we forgot to ask you send us a voice memo about some funny dance or like a a, a cool way that someone asked you to a dance or a a fun way that you've answered to someone's dance so send us send that in and all you listeners send send those stories into we've gotten a few of those voice memos so we're we're getting excited for this new uh, bonus episode. And they're really funny. Yeah, they are funny. <laughs> so it'll be a fun episode. Yeah. If you guys like to be on the podcast, uh, send us an email. JordanHigh2004podcast at gmail.com. So you know where to listen. And thank you for listening to another great episode. Good night. Bye. Well, hello again. So... As I got thinking after the interview, I felt like there were a few things that I neglected to mention. So I thought that I'd send a voice memo. And thanks to anxiety, you know, I just ruminated over those thoughts. So first, I don't think that I thanked Stephen Gonzo enough for starting this podcast. It couldn't have come at a better time in my life because it's really helped me along with a very thoughtful introspection. I feel like I have really learned more about myself. And thanks to Gus for challenging me to go way, way far beyond my comfort zone and actually doing the interview. You three have always challenged me and showed me the cooler things in life, like classic rock hair bands and showing that we can all just laugh when life gets too hard or situations are a little too serious. Speaking of that, I've started to adopt the motto, life is too serious to take it seriously. And this has really helped me lately look for the fun things in life when things are a little bit on the harder side. There's so many things in this life that, you know, are serious, like illnesses, death, divorce, changing of situations, having to move, loss of jobs that we can't always be serious, that we have to be able to look for the fun things, even if it's just really small things. And along with this, I often tell people that I don't know how old I am, so I don't have to act my age. I get asked a lot about how old I am in my work because I don't look my age. I still look like I'm just fairly fresh out of high school. And so then if I tell them I don't have to act my age, then I can have more fun and be acting a little bit younger. So then, you know, life can be not so serious. And I know it's important to be responsible, but it doesn't mean that we can't do little fun things like make puppets out of paper bags or last night I was making farting noises 
on my arm and my daughter's arm and blaming it on other kids. And we were having a great fun time doing that. And I also want to thank uh, Brady Levitt, or PV, as I remember him, because he was our pole vaulter, um, for bringing up the Clifton Strengths test. I decided that I would take it, and it's helped me find the words and descriptions that really fit me. Um, for those that really want to know, my top five are harmony, developer, consistency, adaptability, and empathy. So by taking this test, I've decided to go back to school because a lot of those qualities are what I would like to see in a healthcare worker. But I've also recognized how I use these traits in raising my children, especially with the adaptability. It really shows me that the future isn't fixed. The choices I make now are what guide the future, but I also need to know that when a big change happens, that I need to not sit and complain and dwell about it. Um, I have a rule at work when we have a big change in like our computer system that we can't complain for 28 days after the big change. We can have constructive criticism and conversations about how things aren't working, but we need to make sure that we keep them um, constructive. And that is the exact same way with it is as it is with kids. So with my consistency, I treat all of my kids the same way because we have the same rules for everyone, but we can adapt if we need to do that. So... Though I found like these descriptions of me, lately I've come to accept that I will never really fully feel like I know who I am, but it is okay that I don't know who I am. I will continue treating people better than I treat myself, I and I'll continue to play off that I'm more confident in my awkwardness and nerdiness than I probably am. It's fun to, in a way, poke fun at myself for listening to Harry Potter every night. But at that same time, it just makes everyone kind of smile that, you know, a lady like me can listen to Harry Potter, nerd out on it, and then, you know enjoy that same thing with my kids or watch Star Wars over and over and over again. And thank goodness my son has followed in my footsteps. So I have a buddy to have these nerdums on and it's been really fun. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to send this off before I head off to soccer practices and games tonight. So Hope you all are doing well, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, hey I just met you. you. And this is crazy. So here's my number. So call me, maybe. Mm, all the other guys try to chase me.
So here's my number. So call me maybe. <laughs>